0: Hey, welcome to another installment of the podcast Working Drummer Today we've got Greg Lohman He's a sweet dude and a great player He's been working with Kelly Pickler for the last eight years Greg just got back from a USO tour all over Europe And uh, has some interesting information about that and talk about life-changing stories. Uh, he's got one that he shares with us that I think you'll love to hear. Uh, of course, go to net to find out more information about this podcast and others, including some pictures, and visit us on Facebook. So here's Greg Lomond.
1: I mean, I've... I don't know. I guess certain aspects I, I really dig, but it's just different for me I mean, it's good for me to get into it learn, you know, just get into jumping into something different, kind of out of my comfort zone, you know. Yeah. Which has been great. What, yeah. uh, what song are you playing? I'm doing a Free Will. Oh, are you my serious God. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. So, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> so it'll be fun. But, yeah, we're just, <clears throat> I don't even know really what's happening. Because last time, I did the last one, the bottom thing. Yeah, what song did you play with Bon? That or the bottom I did a... Uh, which one did I do? Oh, For Your Life. Do you know that one? It's a...
0: Uh, I'm not as familiar with, with... I should be. I mean, he's like in my top five. Yeah,
1: it, it's not one of the like all. real popular Zeppelin tunes, but it's it's, it's a cool tune. Um, but anyway, for that one, we... Like during the day of, <clears throat> we ran through... With the the band, you know. Oh, the yeah, like day yeah, the show. Yeah, but this time they're doing it. I think before, like a few days before. So we're not actually going to be in the exit in doing a check until we play the <sighs> until the show. Yeah. But I think they got a replica kit from Ludwig. Like I think that's. I the-
0: saw it. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's from. Well, when did he play Ludwig in the 80s? Hold Your yeah. Fire. To That's when I first saw him. Okay. And, and again, I mean, I obsessed with them, and I obsessed with the band early on. And then when you get into other music, you realize it's, this isn't really as applicable yeah. as um, I thought it would be if you want to be a full-time working drummer. Sure. And so I kind of got away from it, and then only—and it sounds like a lot of other drummers are the same way. And then when you get older and you get established and you are comfortable with your style Mm -hmm. and your abilities, Mm -hmm. then you can kind of dive back in and recapture some of that spirit and that motivation that encourage you to pick up the sticks. Sure, that Neil offers, kind of like
1: Gene Simmons said in that documentary. He's like. What kind of music is Rush? He's like Rush. <laughs> it's like yeah, your own, yeah like yeah. you said, you can't readily apply that to yeah, but it, other. Right. It's or amazing know, just yeah. the composition and structure and mm-hmm. is yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, he he um he's a cool guy too. Yeah, and he's um I mean he's published books. he's sure. Written. There's many like there's many uh, facets to him as an individual mm-hmm. that we, as you get older and you realize that there are other things in life that it's it, then you can look to him for inspiration and and other ways than just as drumming like yeah he's a pretty decent guy he loves his family he's uh, he's. Uh, he likes to learn about things mm-hmm. you know He's his fascination with traveling and motorcycles and it's like sure. oh yeah he's a person you know it's uh, like right. I can yeah, relate yeah. to that exactly
1: you know a lot of times uh, you don't see that side you just see them on stage and don't get to know who they are as a person you know and
0: Greg that's why we're here with you today. <laughs> that, that's
1: awesome <laughs> Segway, <laughs> but no yeah that's that's cool
0: yeah, man. Uh, uh, but I appreciate you um, taking the time to do this. Um, like I tell everybody, I have these questions that I thought I would use, and a lot of the times we just use them as launching points, and then they just just go wherever. Just go wherever. Sure. Um, but the, one of the first things I like to do is I like to find out what you're doing, like right now, like what's keeping you busy, what's keeping your schedule. What's your main gig? Like, what do people, okay. when they see you, like, what is your main gig? What do you do, you know?
1: Right. Um, it's been uh, playing with Kelly Pickler, mm-hmm. doing that <clears throat> the past eight years now, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought it would last as long as it has, you know? But it's great. She's yeah. great. I actually just got back from my uh, USO tour. Last. Yeah,
0: tell me about but, that, because she's really involved in that. Yeah,
1: that was, that was her, like, eighth or ninth one. Wow. And I've been able to do... Um, this is my third one with her. I did one prior when I was playing with Aaron Tippin. Oh, the first right. one was with him. But yeah. yeah, this one was unlike any USO tour I've done. Like it was, it was for the uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. It was his tour. So, yeah. So it's a four-star general, uh, and this he's getting ready to retire. So this was his last one. Yeah. So it was it was with Kelly. It was a uh, Rob Riggle, the actor. Do you know him? I don't. Yeah, he was so. on it. Uh, Brian Urlacher, Bears, uh, retired uh, football player, mm. player from the Nationals, couple actresses, so it was all kind of a package kind of show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it was amazing. Our mode of travel was Air Force Two. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, did you? Were there a multiple acts that you played with then?
1: Or was no. It, no. Well, I played with Kelly, and yeah. it started out. It was like you know an hour or so show, but. Uh, Rob Riggle was the MC and he came out and did a, like a comedy oh. spiel and okay. then introduced uh, the one girl from Glee was on there okay Diana so she came out sang a few tunes and then he yeah. came back out and introduced the the two sports guys and the other actress and they just kind of talked some and then mm-hmm. Kelly like the last hour, half hour or so we played and nice. uh, yeah that's but awesome it, it, was, it was amazing it's and not, where was it? Um, we started in Spain then Italy Turkey Afghanistan and England, and we were gone a week. So each day was a different country. Holy moly! Yeah, and it was amazing. It's always great to get to play just for the troops because they, you know, they I know. appreciate it. But just the the people we were surrounded by and the the staff of the general, they were awesome. And just the it was yeah pretty amazing.
0: Uh, for some reason, I, I I it I thought that you were going to be in Iraq or Afghanistan alone, but to think that. And have the other ones, the other tours been like that? Have you been in different countries or well, has it been mostly? The
1: other ones I've done have yeah. been Kuwait and Afghanistan. Like yes. we'll fly to Kuwait, do a show there, and then go to Afghanistan for the big chunk of the, the tour and just travel to different places there. Yeah. Which that feels more like you're going like you're more in a zone as opposed to right. going on a base in Italy or Spain. <sighs> they're more they're a lot nicer just because they're not in the desert and you know they're <laughs> not in the middle of shooting people but uh but no they're it's just a different vibe which it was awesome i really enjoyed going to the afghanistan base i've been there once before Mm -hmm. but it just kind of gives you a realization of well that's you know those are the guys you know i know
0: that's so great yeah i know i know they appreciate i had a chance to do one once uh in uh, kuwait city and uh, it was in april of 2001 Okay. And uh, so security was uh, not as tight as it is now for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Sure. Uh, but it was, it was a really good experience. But, uh, and we were in Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi and some places. Wow. But the closer to uh, the forward operating bases, I guess, yeah. the FOBs, FOBs yeah. uh, was when you saw the looks on their faces, <laughs> whether yeah. they were dealing with homesickness or whatever, or loss of somebody. Um, they seem to really appreciate it, and it really moved me uh not being um i don't know not being familiar with the military lifestyle, but it really moved me after that experience,
1: yeah, it's like life changing you see that yes. that aspect of it, and those are the like the, the fobs you mentioned those are the guys doing doing the dirty work mm-hmm. yeah
0: you, you're like a rock star though too <laughs> it, it, it seemed like
1: well, you know. uh, yeah, I think they just like that kind of piece of home mm-hmm. brought to them <clears throat> over there. Right. And it's and we were all
0: dudes, so yeah. And you guys have Glee, and you have Kelly Pickler. Sure, yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that was a good break for them too.
0: Yeah, I don't (laughs) know any of her songs, but okay, I'll go watch. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, just to go get away from their daily, you know, grind, whatever they're doing. Wow, Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it it was quite an amazing trip. That's great.
0: Dude, I've known you probably since I've moved here, uh, or very shortly Short thereafter. After, yeah, when did you move here? I moved here in August of 99.
1: Okay. I moved in 2000, actually. Okay. So it was, yeah, it's probably shortly after that. Where'd you move from? I moved from Knoxville. I finished up school. I'm from Illinois originally, but I okay. got my master's at University of Tennessee. Oh, wow. Knoxville. Finished what was that. your degree in? Music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, um, if if you don't mind backing up and, like, tell me, like, what got you started um, leading up to playing and then into college and, sure. you know, education and then what led you to Nashville.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I've always kind of had a fascination with drums ever since I can remember. Mm-hmm. You know, going back then, uh, I've got come from a big family, so somebody get married, go and see a band, and I would just always watch the drummer, you know. Yeah. And then my uh, aunt Knuckle had an old beat-up kit that they weren't using, so I took it and had it set up. I, really, I had no idea what I was doing, but just uh, put in a tape, play along with it. And
0: uh... And that's the kit you use with Kelly now.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, actually, I still have part of that kit, though, which oh, cool. is pretty cool, yeah, and I'll yeah. probably never get rid of it. But yeah. yeah. Um, so I did that and then started, you know, did the school band, started in fifth grade, mm-hmm. did all that right through grade school and high school, mm-hmm. and then towards the end of high school, I realized maybe I want to do more with this, you know? Yeah. So uh, um, I went into college with into Music, mm-hmm. went to Eastern Illinois University, which was a great school, had a really good uh, instructor. Mm-hmm. And it was more of like a total percussion kind of yeah. program to where mm-hmm. you did, it wasn't just drum set. it was just, it was everything, marimba, timpani, vibes, snare drum, mm-hmm. marching,
0: did you play any other instrument besides drum set or drums before you got to college?
1: Um, yeah, a little bit. In high yeah. school, I did the all-state thing where there's a little marimba, a little timpani, and a multi- multi-percussion thing, and I hadn't touched a mallet instrument prior uh, to
0: well, trying
1: out for that. In okay. timpani, I played a little bit, but I really didn't know what I was doing, hmm. I guess. Sure. So, But yeah, so it was, it was a really good experience for me, an eye-opener, going to college and wow, you know, yeah. there's a lot to this. So, right. um, you know, just practiced a lot in college and did that. And then towards the end of it, I realized I want to get my master's, so eventually I could hopefully teach one day.
0: So it was your master's in? What mm-hmm. was it? Was it in something specific?
1: It was just uh, music performance. Oh yeah. Okay. So, but when I got my master's, I went to uh, University of Tennessee, and they had a—they've got a good jazz program mm-hmm. and a separate drum set teacher. Yeah. So that's kind of what I honed in on. But I went—I got—I actually got an assistantship, which was helpful. So I was teaching, you know, mallets and tempi. So teaching music majors. But my my goal personally was to get better on kit. because you know, sure. I knew I wanted sure. to end up in Nashville.
0: Was there a teacher, a private teacher, or somebody in college that just kind of helped get the ball rolling more so than another? Or do you um, feel like it's a, an amalgam of all those? Yeah, a
1: combination. But yeah. prior to college, my band director actually—he wasn't a percussionist; he was a he played trombone, but a keyboard player. But he gave me more of the motivation, just in general, yeah, for, for music, yeah. Uh-huh. And I've realized that amount now more than I did back then. Of course, but he kind of <laughs> gave me a, a great foundation of just kind of just being a uh, trying to be a good person and really pushing myself in whatever I was doing. You know, not just music, but just with life in general. So yeah, with with him, it's and it's kind of crazy. Um, he just wrote a book, actually, but like his whole thing, like he started as a band director. But it's not like people knew his programs were having amazing bands or great bands. But he just, he had a good association with his students, and yes. they were just That's good correct. people. And everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be in the band. Like, I think there was 400 kids in my high school total. There was over 100 people in the band. So over a quarter That's of the nice. high school wanted to be in the band. And, yeah, so he was just a good just a good person. I could go on and on about him. But What's his name? Isn't that, uh, Craig Lindvall. Mm-hmm. And since he was a band director for many years, and then he went, he's he made uh, documentaries, like filmed wrote the score wrote the script documentary and then now he's teaching this class it's called CEO to where he takes high school students and they they start their own business while they're in high school so they go to businesses and but yeah so he's done all these different things and but his main thing is you know just making good people and helping develop them as a person as opposed to Okay, here's what you need to do to become a great musician. Yeah. Like, here's what you need to do to become a great person. then the rest nice. will kinda of work itself out. Right. And I've you know, over the years I've realized how that's hmm. that's it, you know.
0: Right. And and I see the connection between a good drum instructor, a good drummer that you latch on to, um, that motivates you um f- to be a better player, but there's something to be said for that non drummer Music teacher, uh, or other type of person that influences you in a way, whether it's a parent or a teacher, just to just to be a a committed person, good.
1: uh, Yeah. If if you have that foundation, you yourself will want to go out and pursue. I want to be a Mm better musician. Right. But if you just had a guy that was a Phenomenal player, and he gave you lessons on how to become a phenomenal player. Yeah, you can shred in your basement, but you're not a good person or you don't treat people right. Yes, you're not going to get a gig, you know, right? But you can, so I think, yes, I've had great teachers, you know, percussion wise, drum wise, but Mm -hmm. my foundation came from that. I still call him Mr. Linval because he's my teacher, (laughs) Craig Linval. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, it's funny, he just actually wrote a book and it's about that kind of stuff. And after reading, I was like, you know, I didn't realize back then how what an effect he would have on me today, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Wow man. That's really yeah. great. Yeah. That's really but uh great. but the name of the book is Things You Wish You Knew Yesterday. Awesome. and, it, and it, I know I read it, it's not it's just it's a small book and it's not a hard read, but you read it and it's like, Wow,
0: that's I'm gonna write that down. I know. <laughs>
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's, what it's is it called? Things you wish you knew yesterday.
0: Things You wish.
1: Yeah, Craig
0: Um, One of the things that keeps coming up in the few podcasts we've done is the whole attitude thing. Sure, Because the idea of this podcast is to talk to players that are making a living playing music, you know, and the skill level that it takes to do that is one aspect of it. But the... uh, The list of the myriad list of the the myriad of things that that, uh, you need,
1: other qualities, other qualities Mm -hmm. that you
0: need, uh, uh, including your skill, but other things like your attitude, sure, and um, your personality doesn't have to be crazy, outgoing, you know, but it, it just how that relates. And it sounds like this guy kind of helped. I mean, you seem like you're just such just an easygoing, laid-back guy. You probably were always like that. But to have somebody like that, it helps kind of keep you on track with that.
1: It does, and, and I didn't realize it back then, but I do now. And especially after going through certain things in my life, like, I realized, wow, you know. And then after reading his book, this was just like a, you know... I light clicked and it's like wow that's what that's what this is about it's mm-hmm. not about mm-hmm. you know the playing is definitely an important and part of it mm-hmm. but with our business and in yeah. most businesses in general yeah. you need to be a good person and treat people with respect right. to get to where you want to be you know? right exactly um,
0: so what got you to from college to Michigan? Okay
1: yeah, I guess I <laughs> kind of went off track there but no, I like that. But no oh, speaking of hey. uh, people that influenced me so him and then Musically, my first instructor in uh, college um, was is amazing. I still keep in touch with him yeah. I've developed amazing re- relationships through him as well mm-hmm. um, but Johnny Lane is his name and um, it was four years of him you know taking lessons and really kicking my ass and, wow. and I would go to a lesson and want to be prepared if, if I wasn't prepared I would know I would get it from you know yeah so that was motivation for myself. Just to to make sure I practiced throughout the week, and mm-hmm. but and the, but that was a total percussion thing. It wasn't. We did drum set, but that really wasn't the focus. You know.
0: Do you feel like this a lot of the stuff that you did in in college uh, and with mallets and multi percussion and everything, not including drum set? How the, do you feel like that helped your playing, your musicality?
1: Sure, of course, yeah, yeah. 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 Just my overall overall musicianship was great, yeah. and it's yeah. allowed me to. Like, I teach part-time now, and so allowed me, from doing that, I'm able to teach now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is another benefit. But yeah, I just the more your aspects of music you're involved with, the better musician mm-hmm. it makes you, you know?
0: And the better you can relate to the other musicians in the sure. the band or the session or whatever. Right, right. Sure. And it feels like, especially if you need to come up with a part, you know, you have to... Uh, write a part the drum set part for a song that you're recording that day or whatever it's it has it's good to know kind of the theory behind what the other players yeah. are doing yeah. as and opposed to being a drummer's drummer is
1: especially know. especially with uh like subbing a gig oh, you yeah. know knowing how to transcribe and notate I there's no way i would be able to to sub a gig like i've done in the past without having that background because mm-hmm. my memory isn't that great to begin with but to mem, you know 20 songs and okay here you have three days to learn these 20 songs
0: well that's a luxury three days oh
1: yeah I know (laughs) but but yeah but you know what it's like it's you know you get a list a bunch of these songs and you want to nail them because you want to get called back but have I not been able to have that background of the theory you
0: you have the chart writing skills yeah right exactly Were there any, uh, was there any music or like a drummer or anything like early on in life that you kind of see? Because I know we talked about the, the Rush thing and Neil Peart, which yeah. you're playing uh, this Neil Peart tribute thing with the Nashville Drummer Jam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really cool, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, I'm
1: looking forward to playing, because it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Just, yeah, all the drummers playing. But And for me, I've always been a Rush fan, but I've never... Really dove hardcore into, right, into them, right? Um, but uh, but I think when you listen to this stuff, even if you don't study it hardcore, it rubs off on you and it becomes yeah, sure. you know right. kind of an inspiration that way. But uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, mm-hmm. and hopefully I don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I man,
0: I I mean my hat is off to every single player that's going to be playing, not necessarily because they're going to be. Performing this stuff that is complicated, but that they've got the cojones to, to perform in front of their peers right, yeah, like this. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if it's any consolation to know that uh, in general, drumming communities around the country, around the world, are pretty good communities. Pretty good groups of people that uh, have a, they play a supportive role almost 100% you know with each sure. other you know there is that direct competition but still drummers get along i think better than just about any other
1: i agree group of instruments
0: yeah. <laughs> and it makes me wonder is it because we don't have to play together
1: you know, yeah. I, don't good, to <laughs> yeah I never really thought about it, but that's a good question. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, no, I'm looking forward to, to to that's poll number one on the website. That yeah. is, yes, yeah, so we're going to ask some take a poll. and ask, yeah, especially
1: just the natural community in general is amazing. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing some people I haven't seen in in a couple of years, um, and introducing Mike to some of them as well. Sure, uh, they're some super great great players. Um, well was there uh, so like when I was a kid Neil was my motivation for for getting behind the kid and playing you know mm-hmm. uh, but was there anybody like that 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 did that for you or that um or maybe a like question on?
1: when I was a kid like I was, I
0: Karen Carpenter was that yes. you guys, you I didn't can- want
1: to mention it but yeah <laughs> it's okay, it's, man it's
0: cats out of the bag I, I, <laughs> did, a little, I did a little pre-interview uh research with <laughs> Kelly yeah, and we yeah. Talked. did she, yeah. she mention that she did All right.
1: yeah. thanks yeah. Kelly um but no I guess as far as drummer wise I may have been more of like a late bloomer as far as getting into the, the drummers drummer kind of mm-hmm. thing just throughout when I was a kid like playing at the house I would just whatever was on radio or yeah I'd you know, brother and four sisters, so they'd have cassettes and I would just throw them in. Yeah. But I didn't really get exposed to the musician side of things until mm. I went to college, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but growing up, like I remember playing um, Huey Lewis sports record. Oh, yeah. Record. Sure. And I didn't yeah, realize yeah. at the time, I just had it and I played along with it, but I dig that record, you know, I still <laughs> do. It's, it's such a... But the drum bars are so tight. Yeah, I know, it's very it's, precise. Yeah, and it's, it's
0: great. It's funny, I hear that some of that stuff now and I'm like, Man, it's so Nashville, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff—it's like every note and every—I mean, you can hear everything. That—that's sure. Inco- that would be a great record mm-hmm. yeah. for players to play once yeah. for younger players, especially. Sure, you know.
1: But my—I guess back then, my favorite band still is Def Leppard. Okay. And so Rick, I, Allen, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I've just always liked their music. But then hearing his story—you know, losing an arm and mm-hmm. fighting through all of it and all that stuff. It was just, uh, I really dug it. Kind of a motivation in that mm-hmm. sense, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, not giving up. He Very easily could have just said, well, you know, go find another drummer and whatever, but he found a way to make it work, and yeah. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It made the band kind of who they are, I think. Did you see them before he lost his arm? No. Did you see it? Okay. Yeah. So it was after that when I, I think right before Hysteria came out is when yeah. he lost it, and that's yes. kind of when I was kind of found them and then mm-hmm. I went back and heard their older stuff too but yeah, yeah. Um, but then in college I was just exposed to a whole you know group of musician music you know mm-hmm. um, which is awesome like, I'm a big Picaro fan, mm-hmm. and uh, the jazz stuff, like Roy Haynes, I really like, yes. Bill Stewart, um, hmm. and just, you know, the Gads, the Weckles, the <laughs> Veniza, all that stuff, too. I was just, in college, that's where all that came about for me. Right. So, yeah, it's,
0: yeah. I see the, uh, I, I bet it's just the fact that you weren't exposed to drums, or the drummer's drummer at the, at the very beginning, I could see that as a benefit. As a player that works full time and participates in uh, in bands with songwriters and, and other artists. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess you know. I never really thought about it like that, but yeah, just growing up hearing bands and listening to music, song as appo- structure, yeah, as opposed to just you know checking out this drummer and mm-hmm. what he does. It, mm-hmm. i was just listening more as a whole to the song and music. And then Not fast forward project. and
0: you're playing Free Will this Monday night. I know.
1: It's <laughs> kind, of, kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I'm looking forward to it, yeah. That's great. Um, so after college then, what? Uh, you went and got your master's yeah. and, and was I, in Knoxville?
1: Yeah, in Knoxville. And I, I should mention the, uh, the drum set teacher there, Keith Brown, was a huge influence on me okay. playing-wise. Yeah. He's a, um teaches drums out there, good jazz programs, amazing player. Mm-hmm. So... I went there, and he didn't realize what I wanted to do when I was there. I was a teaching assistant, so he thought I was just a one another, another one of those guys wanting to, mm-hmm. you know, leave there and teach college and do more the percussion thing mm-hmm. and not the drumset thing. But I took lessons from the main percussion guy and him as well. So my first lesson, he's like, "Well, what, do you, what kind of stage you want to do?" I was like, "Well, I don't know. I'm going to move to Nashville and I want to play drums," you know. Oh wow! So he wasn't expecting that. So we, he. He whipped my butt, and, and uh I really focused on drums stuff there okay um, but yeah he was he was great and then um so why you said why what, what made me move to nashville
0: well yeah what, but what was your initial motivation to move to Nashville as opposed to uh, staying in in your hometown or okay. maybe another uh music city? Whether sure. it's New York or LA. Well or Chicago.
1: I guess it maybe kinda of goes back I grew up listening to country music mm-hmm. with my parents, the radio that's pretty much all they had on radio was okay. country stuff and so I was familiar with it and then um, got to exposed to more stuff in college and then mm-hmm. I just I wanted to go to a music town. I figured Nashville yes. was the option for me, mm-hmm. best for me. Awesome. So uh, you know, I wanted to go see if I could do it. You know, sure. I didn't know if I could or not. And, yeah. and you jokes. have. It's worked out well so far, thankfully. Nice. But yeah. So you got
0: here in 2000.
1: Moved here in 2000. And actually, I had a day job working for... Do you remember Johnny Rabb? Yes. He had a drumstick company. Yes. I was working for him. Love those sticks. Yeah. Me too. I miss them.
0: Yeah, I do too, man.
1: I, I mean, I love my uh, Regal Tip sticks I'm using now. Yeah. But no, I... I uh, I miss Johnny Repsticks, and yeah. they're great he's a good dude good person yes so I really lucked into that um been able to do that and make those connections mm-hmm. through the company with him with other drummers in town who I didn't know you know being new to town yeah got to meet other people and Johnny's a great dude mm-hmm. um so did that and just started going downtown I knew Johnny and I knew a guy named George Lawrence yes who, yeah do you know George
0: I know he, George yeah.
1: he uh and actually, I started. I met George kind of going back to when I was in Knoxville. He was playing with the Kinleys at the time. Yeah. And there was a, a concert at a fair, and I remember being in an orchestra rehearsal in at the school. Hmm. And I was going to go to the show, and I was thinking, I don't feel well. I got a headache. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I was debating on even going. Yeah. But I went, and thankfully I did, because really I think a lot of what was happening to me here stems from that one instance. Wow. Because I, I stayed around and was able to meet George. Yeah. Super cool. He's amazing. Like, the show was awesome. He was yes. great. So uh got to talk to him. He's like, yeah, man, teach lessons in Nashville, so if you want to ever come over, let me know. Yeah. So I caught him up and yeah. came, you know, every four to six weeks, I think, drove over from Knoxville for a lesson. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, and I met Johnny through George, actually. Okay. So the, you know. I had a job, and George had a place, had a room to rent out, He had a house with, for drummers, so he had an opening. So through that one, one uh, instance, conversation, yeah, and,
0: and seeing George, yeah, there.
1: I had a place to live and had a job even before I moved to town, which is crazy. Yeah. So thinking about thinking back at it, it's, yeah, there's I, few
0: people like George Lawrence.
1: I know. And uh, if
0: you can interact with him, he can be a stepping stone into a larger world. Yeah. He is. He opens up his heart. He opens up the conversation about drums and learning. Sure. He's just. He's always been that way. Yeah. Uh, when I was at Forks and meeting him, yeah. and, and then and I've seen him just here and there over the years, but he's he's always been like that. Yeah. And
1: he was great just for my playing. Um, Get me familiar with the Nashville thing and mm-hmm. and just. Give me other stuff to work on that I wasn't working on in at school, you know. So it was really, really, really cool.
0: I probably have some George Lawrence stuff in my practice room. Yeah, yeah, because he was like, uh, "Hey, man, do you want to take lessons with me? Just I need to teach somebody that's not in middle school or high school. I need some older players mm-hmm. to work with, and it would be free. Just maybe getting together maybe once a month or so. Wow. And I think we only did it two or three times. <clears throat> But, of course, it only took, you know, one or two lessons to give me enough material to work on for the sure. rest of my life, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last time I saw him was at your benefit. Uh, okay. We did, or he was yeah, at, yeah. and he was, that was, that yeah. was, that was like, wow, he sounds incredible.
1: Yeah, he's great. It Phenomenal. Um really good. Um, yeah, so, um, as far as when I moved here, I had, you know, I was living in his house. Okay. Uh he introduced me to Johnny Rad working the day job, and then just started going out to the clubs. And mm-hmm. at the time, uh, the Printer's Alley Fiddle and Steel was more the the right. hang more than the Broadway thing. So I was I was just all over going to jams and mm-hmm. whatever, and just meeting people, sitting in. Mm-hmm. And then that led to getting a house gig at uh, at, at <laughs> Printer's Alley. You remember that uh, Jesse Zane's place? It's right around the corner. Uh. I- I don't know a
0: lot about Printer's Alley. I just know a few of the places yeah. there. Fiddle and Steel, of course, yeah. and Bourbon Street. Yeah. Um, but,
1: but it's not there anymore, but he had a... Uh, there was a club there, and did that. Like, played Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights from, like, 9 until 2 or whatever. Did the wow. house band thing. Wow. And then still doing the day job. And then I started teaching at a middle middle school, Printwood Academy. Did wow. that for years. So I'd go to work, you know, 9 in the morning. Work to, like, 12... Go teach a couple hours at school, go back to work, you know, until five or six. Oh my god, and go play at night! Yeah, so it was crazy. I'm glad I did it, I wouldn't want to have to do it again, but I'm glad <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, but uh, did that for a while and then just started getting more gigs in town. Yeah, and uh, the stick company ended up going out of business, so then I just started playing full time, which is a little nerve wracking because you're you know, right, you're relying on how much tips do we make tonight, you know, yeah, whatever. So but I was keeping busy playing so it was good mm-hmm. do some stuff out of town here and there. But I did that for a while mm-hmm. and then um I think it was two thousand three is when I got my first kind of road gig with Aaron Tippin, Okay. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for so for a while I was just playing in town and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, make the connections to get a gig and it finally ended up happening. Nice. great, yeah.
0: And how long did you work with Aaron?
1: I worked with him three and a half years, and then uh, the opportunity for Kelly came up, and she had just finished American Idol, mm-hmm. and I was kind of debating. I didn't know what to do, because Aaron had steady work every yeah. year, and it was fun. He's a good guy, fun yeah. band to play with. Yeah. And uh, But Kelly's first four gigs were like Tonight Show, Good Morning America, or the Today Show, um, Ellen, and The View. So there was four wow. gigs on the books, and that's all I knew. So I thought, well... <laughs> if I leave Aaron and do this, at least I'll get this opportunity to do that, yeah, you know. Yeah. So the and if nothing happens after that, then you know, I got to do the teaching. But you scene.
0: had to make that decision. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and I'm glad I made that decision yeah. made that decision. Yeah. Um, because eight years later. I'm still oh with yeah, me. yeah. I know.
0: What um? What led to the Kelly gig? How did you find out about this?
1: I knew the guy putting the band together. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to know if I wanted to do it. Simple. Had you played with him before? Yeah, or I played it? with him downtown, just on Broadway. Okay, I was playing a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he got the the gig, being the band leader and mm-hmm. kind of putting her whole thing together. And nice. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. So it was. That's as simple as yeah. that. No audition. Just. Yeah. He have, you, guys
0: have you done? I know about Aaron's gig. I know about Kelly's gig. Mm-hmm. Has there been anything else in the interim that you've been able to do, or have you even had time? To yeah, do like I've,
1: we talked about subbing earlier. Yeah, I've had the chance to sub with different acts, like Lady Annabelm. Before they got, what year was that? Probably 2006 or seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. Subbed a show with them, filling in for Matt mm-hmm. uh, Billingsley, and uh, that was great and. Mm-hmm uh just other acts as well Uh, um trent willman and Shadazy back in the day and oh yeah yeah so some cool stuff but that's the whole school thing kind of goes that goes back to that because Hmm. i would never been able to feel comfortable subbing a gig kind of last minute without you know and 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 i'm
0: guessing most of those gigs weren't with a rehearsal
1: uh no no no
0: just like, hi, I'm your sub today. Yeah, nice to meet you. My yeah. name is Greg, and I'll be your drummer for the season. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Count yeah. off. that exactly. Here we go. <laughs> here's here's the yeah. songs. You know them. I'm not going to ask yeah. you
1: because the, the easier it is for them, the better it is. You know, and right. less money they have to spend on a rehearsal. So usually it's going. You know, have have your chart there. And yeah. Bam. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. But I like those opportunities. It's a. It just keeps my mind fresh. Focus, and, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, was there anything uh, along the way where this is like uh, some sort of unique gig or something that... Uh, we were talking to Bryce Williams a couple weeks ago, and he has an awesome story about uh, subbing uh, for Jim Bloodgood with Sarah Evans oh, yeah. and the, uh, the tracks crashing oh, okay. during uh, Fanfare Week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean was there anything ever that's happened along the way...
1: Yeah, actually, mentioning that, yeah. my first, when I was with Aaron,
0: yeah.
1: we used some track stuff, but it was like, it wasn't on a laptop, it was an old school, I don't even know what it was at the time. Adapt. Reel to reel? <laughs> no, it was it was just a small machine, it was like a four-track machine, and it had some backing stuff on it, so we were using it, and we were doing the Opry, Is that at the Ryman, oh, no! And this was my first ever Opry performance, right? Yeah. And it was a televised thing. Oh. So, you know... We did the rehearsal. Everything went fine, and uh, so the machine was there set up, and it was we played after a commercial break. Mm-hmm. They said, "So I'll have a few minutes to get stuff going, you know." To make There's sure not it much working. time. No, I'm surprised they're using tracks on the opera. Yeah, wow. And looking back, probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> but so anyway, um, so I'm getting the stuff together, and it was not. It was really quick. Wow. So next thing I noticed I need to count the song off. And the machine, I think somebody had hit the start on the machine, so it was all messed up, so I had to reboot it. So by the time I was, you know, this is my first time on the Opry at the Ryman. I'm messing with this machine, and I look up, and they're ready for me to just count it off. So it was just kind of a a frazzled kind of moment. Yeah. Did yeah. you just go? Just go, yeah. Go yeah. with it and everything went fine, but yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. But I mean, was Aaron cool with it? Did he understand what oh yeah happened? Yeah. He yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, sounds yeah, like he's, he's a cool guy. Cool yeah. so. We've seen him, I've seen him a couple of times. A group that I work with has opened up for him, and he seems yeah, to... He's yeah, he's great.
1: And actually, yeah. I just filled in, played the opera with him a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's and, fun. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. And it's, it was just it was a blast playing those the tunes again, and yeah, yeah it was <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun. In
0: preparation for this, I, I emailed you as we're trying to kind of get ready, but one of the things I wanted to ask you about, which... Um, it sounds like it's important to you, and I think it's it's important for for everyone. To, I think to know it's just kind of what happened a uh, year, a couple years ago with you. You had a really bad car accident. Yeah, yeah. And um, there, it w- what was amazing about um, from my perspective. What was amazing about um, what was going on during that time because I hadn't seen you for a while you had been pretty busy with Kelly and I was off doing some other things we didn't weren't, our paths weren't crossing as much mm-hmm. on Broadway as it was years before right. um but it was amazing to see the community come together and it and it, uh, as concerned as everyone was for you it it was um it was I don't know there was something about it that gave me a lot of hope and it was inspiring to see the community come together um, over sharing information about where you were, how you were doing, um, and then eventually the benefit concert and different things like that. Um, sure. And it was really cool to see this community come together. Um, but um, could you briefly explain kind of what ha- I know what happened? But could you briefly explain what happened and kind of sure yeah like yeah, that, yeah. we could that. be here yeah. for days.
1: But, <laughs> but no, I was driving back. Into Nashville um, for a gig and uh, I was south of Louisville ways and then there was a bad accident on the other side of the interstate and I don't remember any of this just from what I've been told I don't remember Mm -hmm. anything that that happened but so I was driving back and there's a really bad accident fire accident on the other side so traffic was either stopped or slowed and my going south
0: a lot of rubbernecking people so, yeah, looking over, yeah, yeah. seeing the, yeah. uh, what was going on. Yeah. yeah, well,
1: except one truck driver who mm-hmm. was probably doing too much rubbernecking, so he didn't really slow down and just mm-hmm. you know ran in the back of me, which yeah. I hit the car in front of me and blah blah blah. Yeah. But so yeah, it took. I'm glad I was driving a truck because if I wasn't, it,
0: yeah, wow, it may
1: be maybe different outcome. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that happened. Um, you know, broke my neck. Uh, Mm -hmm. broke a bunch of ribs, broke my nose, collapsed lung, and just had a bunch of bleeding in the brain. So I'm crazy lucky. Like, I can't even describe how lucky I am to Mm -hmm. be here. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I was in the hospital for a couple weeks and then, like, went next door to rehab hospital for another week. So three weeks I was up there um, before I was able to come home. Yeah. But, um, But, yeah, so going kind of back a little bit. So I didn't show up to a gig. You know that I was going to, and they knew. Like I, I don't ever do that. That's you know not me. If I'm going to be late or running late, I'll let the guys know. Sure, sure. So, you know, they trying to figure out where I was and my phone. I think was still my truck, and they were having a hard time identifying me because my wallet was in there too. And then, like the license plate from the truck was wedged in my truck, so they thought I was from Ohio. So it took a while for them to figure out exactly who I was. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Okay. But anyway. So you know they finally figured it out, and and I don't honestly I don't remember anything from that day or the night before, or I'd say the two weeks I was in the hospital I remember just bits and pieces. And actually the first thing I do remember is Kelly coming to visit. I remember just wow. a, a snip like a just a small. Well, part even of early on, I mean I remember
0: people uh, sharing information about. Uh, how responsive or unresponsive you were during those first couple weeks, and you know you opened your eyes, and and, yeah. and, and that's kind of the point at which you were, and it's like knowing. How, what you knew at the time, what you were remembering, how you were reacting sure. to the recovery and stuff. Yeah,
1: and like I would have conversations, I was told, with family. Oh, yeah. Family and, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, and actually, Craig Lindvall, the guy I told you the book about, he was yes. up there visiting a, a good bit. Okay. And actually, my first, like, I think I was having issues, I guess, with the bleeding in the brain stuff, I would, you know, be confused a lot and, you know, wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of fighting things and just not comfortable Mm. and you know my family's trying to deal with it and the the thing that calmed me down was the craig Lindwall was there and i was told we had this in-depth conversation about (laughs) music wow yeah so and i just set up in my house to be able to track at home yeah so i was telling him all about that which i remember nothing about that but he said yeah we had like a 45 minute conversation about that stuff and yeah so it's crazy how just music can make you
0: you know kind of maybe that part of your brain was really trying to exercise <laughs> yeah, yeah that right? <laughs> wow that's great man. yeah that's great. Um,
1: but yeah it was just a crazy experience and you mentioned the whole support yeah like I can't even describe how much like like an overwhelming feeling of the support I felt from
0: mm-hmm.
1: everybody you know mm-hmm. not just family and friends but just the Nashville community and drummers and it's just very humbling, you know. Well, and how fa-
0: how long after your accident did I see you at your benefit? How long had that,
1: uh, been? that was? The accident was in beginning of March. I think the benefit was first part of May. So it was just two months, I think. Oh, oh, it was that recently. Yeah,
0: you still had a neck brace on. Yeah, your voice was.
1: Yeah, it, it took me a while to get just from the uh, the surgery. I guess they went they they went through the front of my neck. So I had to move my vocal cord, so my voice was pretty raspy for yeah, a few months. Yeah.
0: Was there anybody there that you just you didn't know who they were, but they were there to support? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: There's a guy and oh, I should know his name, but I don't remember it. But yeah, he came from... Uh, I don't even know where he came from. But I remember talking to him. He's like, you know, you don't know me, but I I came just to support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just, wow. And a a guy I went to college with, an undergrad, Mm -hmm. uh, he used to live in Nashville, Tony Aramisi. He lives in uh, North Carolina now. But he came over Mm. um, just to help out, and I said hi to him, and then he had to drive back. So, yeah, it was just... And when when I got, I was able to go thankfully. Yeah. For a couple of hours, and when I got there, there was a line out the door, people mm-hmm. trying to get in, and it's just like hard to describe how that, the feeling of that. You That's know? awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's pretty pretty cool.
0: And then I know that uh, uh, Lee Kelly was subbing for you with Kelly yeah. and some. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody else was at the time, but there was obviously the time where you know, we're not, weren't able to work with
1: yeah Kelly. And, yeah, and speaking so. of, Kelly was simply amazing as well, just the support from her, because she, she told me, take your time, take as much time as you need to get filmed better and your job's ready when you're ready to come back. Wow. So nice. I don't know of too many, you know, people that would do that. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she, the support from her and her um, crew and mm-hmm. all, the, all the guys on the road, mm-hmm. just amazing. Nice. Yeah. And, and how
0: long was it before you were out, out working? It
1: them? was, I like think, three months. Good yeah. World. So, yeah, That's I know. Really fast, yeah, man. Yeah, pretty crazy. Wow. So, but I mean, I was at home in a neck brace. Yeah. And so I just. I asked the doctors before I left, I was like, can I play, you know? <laughs> as long as they said, as long as it doesn't hurt, you can play. So I just mm-hmm. started on a pad. And I had lost all my strength just from being in the hospital, laying in bed yeah. for so long. Like yeah. I had to learn how to walk with a walker because I just had no strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So playing-wise, it was somewhat frustrating because, you know, I couldn't do the stuff I... You have memory
0: of all the skill that you've acquired yeah, over yeah. the years and it's progressive yeah. and progressive and then you have this setback yeah. that... Do
1: you yeah. feel like you're a different
0: player do you feel like that's... They've kind of been able to hit this... You know, you have this reset button that's... You have this fresh perspective on things yeah. or, or is it... Or is, it, <clears throat> is that the completely wrong thing to say? I, is it or, or you're just like, I'm just trying to get back to where I well, was? Well,
1: I feel like I'm more of a different person more than a different player as far as just how I view things and my approach to things oh, as yeah. opposed to, you know, I don't play differently. I don't think, but, but your perspective. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I love, which that. I, I'd rather have that than, you know, than the other. So well, it's, well, I think that has an effect on my playing probably. Yeah. Just yeah. The approaching. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's just amazing. So yeah, I was playing on a pad, just taking it really, really slow. Mm-hmm. Then sat on a kit just, you know, trying to get stuff back all mm-hmm. in the neck brace. I really didn't have much movement. Um, mm-hmm. But just slowly started building it back up mm-hmm. to get my strength back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my first, actually, I su- speaking of seven a gig, uh, Craig Campbell yeah. was my first gig, actually full gig back. I was still in the neck brace. It was a gig in, I think, New Mexico. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was awesome. I talked to you the night you got,
0: no, 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 no. No, that was another time. That was another time? Yeah.
1: Okay. But I'd, I'd said with Craig, actually, before the accident, and then I was supposed to do some shows with him as well as with Kelly when that happened, so...
0: I did talk to you about Craig Campbell's gig because you were doing some shows with him. I saw you at the stage... Okay. And then the next week was your accident. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw you five or six days before your Yeah,
1: accident. at the raisin Cane thing, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the band I used to play with back in the day. We got I had got yeah. back together for a show. Yes. And then, yeah, that next week and yeah. following me began, yeah. I Do you remember that? I do you remember that? Yeah, so my first gig, full, full gig on a kit back was with Craig in a Amazing. neck brace in New Mexico, I think. But yeah, it was pretty wild.
0: Does it... Do you find it? Uh, do you find motivation like do you go back to uh, what inspired you when you were young and seeing Rick Allen and what he dealt with? Do you see the parallels and just well, how weird and ironic? Yeah, it was? in a
1: way, yes, but in another way, like I have both I still both my arms. Like that's yeah. his thing was a whole. I can't even imagine. This is way beyond what I experienced, but but yes, I maybe, see. Maybe maybe I don't know, uh, man. What, yeah. I, I mean, you coming through and and and. It was definitely a motivation. And yeah. a cool story about that, like, I've had the chance to get to meet him a few times wow. prior to that. Yeah. And uh, he's a super nice guy and, like, yeah. so just very cool. Yeah. And um, I remember sitting on my couch at home. My phone rings. Hello, Rick Allen. Like, no way. Yeah. So he's, yeah.
0: This was after your accident? Yeah.
1: So I was sitting in a neck brace on my couch. Oh my god! And yeah, so he calls, and I guess he heard about it, and through I don't know through how, through exactly how, but Sorry. yeah, I sick. know, right? That's so sick. yeah, after I pissed my pants, I answered the <laughs> phone. I know, but he was just so cool, and so there's a guy with you know that was losing an arm, asking how I'm doing, and yeah, so but yeah, it's so his uh, makes me appreciate his whole thing even more. Yeah, just you know, fighting through something like that, and. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, pretty crazy.
0: I Man, I I appreciate you taking the time to share that. I mean, oh I yeah, think it's it's,
1: uh, it means a lot to me, and you know, and that, I think it all goes back to like we were talking about earlier, developing relationships with people, and you know, and building relationships. Mm-hmm. It, I think it all goes back to that, really, just from the support I felt, mm-hmm. having the support mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, it makes me realize that you know how important it is to develop good relationships because, you know, it'll help you when you need it. And it, di- it did. All oh, that really helped me to get, want to get back to playing again and, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be sitting at home in a neck brace and wondering if I can or can't play. I just want to do it and, you know, just the, the support was pretty amazing.
0: Right. And, and the community in general. And yeah, it sounds like your employer... Exactly. And your relationship with her probably is different than it was before. And your bandmates. I mean, I
1: always had respect for her, obviously, but it just even grew from there, you know? Uh, You know, I I
0: have a feeling that, well, she's done other things, too. Her support, uh, cancer research, and that she shaved her head. And and her uh, support of doing the USO tours and different things like that. I mean, she's definitely stepped out of her comfort zone to show a broader support of the community. Sure. But then, in addition, those of us who know you and know the things that she did to support you, she's just keeps hitting it.
1: Yeah, you know? it shows what kind of person she is. You yeah, know? she's just that's great. she's just a good person, and that's great. you know, I don't I don't know everybody in the country scene, but I think a lot of them wouldn't be like that. You know, Or wouldn't go the, as far as no, what right. she's done. You sure. Know. Maybe they would, but I don't know. She, I think she's just... Uh,
0: well, let's just, she, let's make noise about the good people and what they're doing and, and just make that popular. Yeah. And make that, <laughs> what exactly. people The way people want to be. A couple other just quick things I wanted to ask you about is... Um, just endorsements that you have mm-hmm. uh, some uh, couple of the players we've had we'll mention that on the podcast we're not sure <clears throat> what we're going to do but at the same time uh, they like to mention um, the different sticks or drums or drum heads or different sure. endorsements that they, they use you know stuff Dan. like that
1: um, first of all to me just endorsements in general are great Yeah, but don't I don't ever play something just because I get a deal on it or I get it free. Just play what you want, and then if if you have if your career grows and you have success, the endorsements will come. Yeah. Um, a good example of that is, um, thankfully, I'm I have a, a deal with Zildjian, which is symbols I've always played from day one, and I've always I've never played anything else different. Mm-hmm. And I was got the gig with Aaron. Yeah. Never had a deal. Did that for a few years. And then got the gig with Kelly. Yeah, we we're doing a bunch of TV stuff. Mm-hmm. We were on tour like Brad Paisley, Your Flats. Flats, um, and we're out with Taylor Swift. And you know, didn't have a deal. Couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. kept them updated with stuff, but never got never got the deal. And then finally, you know, it came to fruition. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just it was worth the wait. You awesome. know. And that goes you know, with everything. Same thing. I mean, these Yamaha drums and they're great as well. And you end up developing relationships with those people. It's not just about the drum. Yeah, the drums are great, and you know the cymbals are great. But it's the relationships with the companies that yeah. I really appreciate as well. Yeah. Um, that mean a lot to me. And I think they it means a lot to them as well. They want mm-hmm. to get to know mm-hmm. the person playing their gear.
0: Um, well, and in, in, in the few interviews we've done, uh, you're echoing that sentiment. That almost everyone has said that when they have talked about companies they work with, they say this is. We've developed this relationship. Um, It's stuff that I want to play. I'm not just playing it because it's free, or but it's it's stuff that I want to play. Sure, you know, and that's cool. That's encouraging. I think that's what a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, Yeah. players and other people that don't understand how those things work. Sure.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, don't spend a whole lot of time or worrying about. You know, I know it does help financially, definitely, but don't put your focus on that. Put your focus on getting better and you sure. know, trying to sure. get a gig or whatever that'll get mm-hmm. you the exposure to mm-hmm. to get you the endorsement but but yeah so yamaha drums killer i played them before i had a deal i was playing them um uh on the road and playing them i bought a kit probably 15 years ago that i was using on the on the road and then found a kit on ebay that mm-hmm. i was using and then ended up getting a deal with them from the drums i already had so i didn't need to <laughs> didn't need a kit really but um, <laughs> but it's but a beautiful kit I love it yeah it's great um, so Yamaha Zildjian same I kind of talked about them already yeah. Evans Heads which I was using them prior and okay and uh, I've always dug them uh, Riggle Tip Sticks Riggle Tip and mentioned going back to the Johnny Rab thing yeah when the, I was I love the Johnny Rab Sticks yeah when the company went under I tried to find the closest stick to what I was using with Johnny's yeah and I tried you know a bunch of companies and then the Regal five A X was the closest one I could find. And I really like their their finish. Their lacquer finish. And
0: I think I've done the exact same thing. I have really? joined wrap sticks and now I've been mm-hmm. using Regal Tiff for I don't know how long and I think oh, I There you go. Maybe I'm using five BX. No, I'm using five okay. BX. Okay. Yeah. 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 Really? No, I love- see, there's proof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. on something. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then you know they're great people there too as well. Yeah. Um. So it's it's awesome. And then uh Gibraltar Hardware is the other one. Oh. Cool. Um. So yeah. Yeah. It's great. Tell me real
0: quick about you've got this small bass drum on your kit. I yeah. always see it. What is, where do you use? How's that app? Well, what's the application?
1: I used it to like at the time. This was back. I don't know how many years ago. With so Kelly,
0: for people that don't know, you have. You, it looks like a regular kit. Yeah, with a twenty it's a 22,
1: 22 My kick? normal, yeah. Okay, and then to the side is a little eighteen-inch to my right. Yeah, um, and I use just a regular double pedal to the right of my normal pedal that goes out to that
0: kick. Okay, okay.
1: So at the time with Kelly. There was a, a song that came out that had a loop on it. Uh-huh. And we didn't have any, we weren't using any tracks or anything. Oh, cool. So, heck, I just wanted to try to find a way to do it live. So, I had this 18 inch kick sitting at the house. I thought, well, hey, I use that. You know, for it's real open. Yeah. Kind of get more of an 808 sound. Yeah. And then I put a little cymbal on the snare that I, Johnny the whole Johnny Rabb thing. Kinda, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He introduced me to that. So, just. You get that like a splash symbol sitting yeah. on the snare drum. Gets yeah. Yeah. that so you get yeah. that effect mm-hmm. um, uh, mm-hmm. of a triggered sound. Mm-hmm. So I use that 18 inch kick. Mm-hmm. That effect on the on the snare and
0: do you use it for the whole song or is it part of an intro? It's like or? the
1: intro goes through the first verse and then the first chorus. I switch to my main snare uh-huh. and my main kick. Okay, yeah. So I, I was doing that for a while and now we're using some track stuff and I could, yeah. you know, just do that but I'd, I like the if I can do it live I'd like to do it live yeah
0: you know? well it looks cool too well yeah, it's like, yeah and you're like
1: what is that <laughs> right. like,
0: oh, I don't even use it it's just yeah
1: right just... but no I use it just on that tune now uh, one time I was using it on a few different tunes but now it's just yeah, uh, like if I'm gonna
0: have it out here might as uh, well but no yeah, case still yeah.
1: but it's kind of part of the kit now and it yeah
0: um, so when you do Broadway gigs, do you take that 18-inch kick Yeah, it's kick there down? everywhere it's you, it's I go. You go yeah. have I take a
1: shower. <laughs> <and the kids laughs> it's <right> good. <laughs> but no, it's but wart. no, it, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I dig it, and yeah. uh, it works well, and yeah, it's cool.
0: Man, I feel like we've covered so much. and uh, I, I, mean, I like
1: talking drones.
0: Yeah, <laughs> cool. No, I feel like we've covered just about... Uh, is there anything that I'm missing <clears throat> or anything that... Uh, you want
1: to talk about and each thing you want to add to what we've talked about Hmm. so far I don't know I guess just for me in general just going through you know my you know growing up and schooling and then Mm -hmm. through the accident and just thinking of things in a different way I think just to become if you want to become a successful drummer in Nashville or wherever yeah um, work on becoming a good person yeah and then The rest will come. If you're a good person, you treat people well, mm-hmm. build relationships, mm-hmm. and you care about your craft. It's going to make you want to become a better player. Yeah, go out and network, meet people, right. and it'll come. But if you're, you know, if you're not nice, if you come, make a bad first impression, mm-hmm. or don't develop those relationships mm-hmm. or keep continue with them, mm-hmm. then it, more than likely it won't happen. So, but you could you could ask. You have a hundred different, hundred different podcasts with different drummers. Yeah. Everybody's going to have a different story. There's not going to be two the same. But I think right. what's going to happen is is about developing a relationship is right. the one common kind of denominator.
0: It, it is, it is, and and even in the short interviews we've had, that that is one thing that has come up time and time again. Uh, a nuance to what you say compared to what other people say is uh, you develop a personality and a love for wanting to become a better player. Like, yeah, it is about relationships. It is about being a good person and being able to work with other people. But you also say, you're also talking about what motivates you to be a good player. Because we all know it takes skill in addition to that. But you're adding that, like, yeah, but I'm a different person. I'm more focused on uh, things in life. And, you know, but it's... I could see where that has made you a better player and it makes you want to be a better player exactly. that desire yeah. to care about your craft. Sure. And um,
1: and don't get me wrong you got to be a, a good player to get a gig because yeah, but but yeah, I the, b- b- don't want to
0: but they both mean but you're but, but I think the way you're but the way you're presenting it it's like yeah being a good person will make you will make want, you want to yes, be a better player exactly. and that's I mean, real. Totally. cool. they're connected. They're more connected than I think i realize yeah. but you're you, saying that
1: and you could see how it could go awry if you said i want this at all cost you know what i mean like i want to be a better drummer at all costs. you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah sure instead it's taking people down it. along the way yeah right? exactly yeah. because it, it, the person you take down and if you get a gig you'll come in contact with them three years down the line and then it won't mm-hmm. be a good thing like you'll yeah you make contacts, it's a small community, really. Yes. And you run into people that you met a few years ago and hadn't seen them, and like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But if you burn that bridge, then the bridge is burnt, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. But yeah, it's, becoming a good person will help your playing, if you have that much care for it and want to be a better player. Well, and, that, and
0: having that conversation, like, with George Lawrence or some of these other people who then want to help you, want to... Sure. And then you have the opportunities to grow from that. So it's all linked. It's all interconnected. Yeah.
1: And and actually, something I really didn't mention, but like you just said, the opportunity to grow and become a better player in addition to a better person. Like even, like I'm guilty of it. Like when we were with Kelly, like really, really busy, I wasn't doing a whole lot outside of that. I would play, you know, in town when I could. But as far as like practicing at home, Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So I was really just playing the same songs over mm-hmm. and over and over and over, mm-hmm. which really doesn't help my playing much.
0: You get, you know? quote, tour chops.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and I found myself, I've been guilty of that before, to where, you know, you haven't really progressed musically. And I felt stale. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel get to feeling stale playing the same stuff over and over. But mm-hmm. outside of that, you know, I was playing some gigs, but not really progressing myself like yeah. I wanted to. Right. And then a big old reminder of that was the accident, you know, to where, mm-hmm. wow, like I can't really play at all right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a wake-up call or a break in the neck that that I need to uh, continue to get better. So since then, like, and that's why this whole Rush thing is great, mm-hmm. because it's kind of out of my comfort zone playing-wise, mm-hmm. but it's exactly what I needed. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: But you got the... But, but, there was that motivation for you that kind of gave you perspective. Yes. And I'm hoping that your story gives people perspective yeah. with that. I hope so too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It's awesome. However, I know, I know bad stuff happens all the time, but oh, yeah, there's, there's always good that can come from the negative. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding it and yeah. kind of making the most of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so awesome. I want to try to do what I can to do. Awesome. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, this is a good start
1: possible good i enjoyed it appreciate it hey
0: man thank you so much thank you appreciate you yeah take the time to do this thanks